Hello, plant lovers. Welcome to another episode of Herbaceous Conversations with a Silly Herbs and Botanica. I'm your host, Gloria, and this is a space to delve into the knowledge of plant medicine, a spotlight for African botanicals, and to empower you with practical and applicable information to enhance your well-being. For more information, please visit backtosilly.com. Our cat, our chickens, and the crows in the trees are going to help me with this introduction for a very special guest that we have today. I sat down and spoke with Ola Tokunbo Obasi, and she's an amazing woman, a wonderful herbalist working in Puerto Rico. Not only is she a registered herbalist, she's a doula, a yoga instructor, an educator, and an author. Uh, with indigenous East and West African roots. And her business, Omoroti Well of Indigenous Wisdom, is a space that offers healing opportunities, local collaboration, and empowerment through consultations. She is also the coordinator under the Herbalist Without Borders uh, organization, where she runs free clinics for the people there in Puerto Rico. She's amazing. She also has a school there as well, teaching others about, uh, of course, herbs <laughs> and plants. Um, in, addition, in addition to that, also indigenous practices and African cosmology. Uh, there's a th- more thorough bio if you want to read more about her in the show notes. So please read that. And I'll also link her website where you can access um, the work she's doing there, her school and the products that they offer. So without further ado, let's, uh, let's dive into this conversation we had. Hello, everyone. Today, we have a very special guest today here on Herbaceous conversations. Um, and upon talking with her, we actually come, well, come from the same uh, country or area rather. <laughs> um, and her name is Ola. If you could, I did not want to mispronounce your name. So, how do you say your, your full name? My name is Ola Tokunbu. Ola Tokunbu. Oh, hello. Hey. <laughs> it disappeared. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> no worries. Yeah, my name is Ola Tokumbo. I, th- I hope that everyone could hear me say that. Yes, yeah, we got the first part. That's a lovely name. It's a Nigerian name. Um, mm-hmm. It's a Nigerian name. Um, it means uh honor uh the one who comes from the ocean arises out of the ocean because it's um it's a name usually given to people who are born abroad uh, across the ocean from nigeria so i was born in the u.s um my mom was pregnant with me when she arrived from kenya and so my Nigerian father gave me that name. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Wow. 
All right. So Ola and um, Ola, just so you guys know, so Ola is doing some amazing work. Right now, she's currently residing in Puerto Rico. Um, she's a master herbalist there, doing amazing community work, um, teaching people there about, well, here, let me not go in a rant. How about you can go ahead and tell them what you, what, the work that you're doing there. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I live um, in Puerto Rico. I've uh, been here for four, four years or more now. I don't even know. I'm not counting anymore. Um, I have a business here and I run a free clinic here. Um, yeah, I just see clients here and work with the land and connect to the land and the medicine of the land and, and the people. That's what I'm doing. And of course that uh, helps me to grow as a herbalist in the healing arts as well and help everybody else or be in service to everyone else in the world as I, as needed be uh, but first and foremost to my community I also have a school so I'm really like more focused on education right now too. Um, see a lot of uh, students I have local students I have students who come from the US, but I'm only accepting advanced uh, herbal students. That means people who are seeking mentorship uh, for clinical herbalism. And I have an online, online classes starting next month. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, that's, um, um, that's really inspiring. Um, and I, I think there's, I think a lot of, especially healers in general can relate, you know, like you said, working with the land, I feel as though a lot of healers are essentially guided from the land in regards to how and who to help. I don't know if that's true for you. And if it is, yeah, please expound. Yeah, you know what, it's, I think it is true because, um, for instance, the land here is what called me here. Um, and then the more I live here, even with doubts of being here and wanting to return to Africa at some point, I, um, the land would call me back and like, just work with it, touch the soil, dig dirt, the dirt, you know, burn fires, um, just be connected to the land. And the more connected I am to it, it shows me how to live off of it and the medicine that it has so i feel like yeah land is really healing and guiding those of us who are willing to listen and to be guided and you know to connect with it to understand where to go and how to lead in some cases yeah i was gonna say yeah definitely you know, that teacher aspect is there, you know, once because of from observing nature and its rhythms. Mm -hmm. And we can also apply that in whatever line of work that we're doing, but especially in regards to healing. Yes, yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, so today we're going to be talking more so about 
ancestral relationships uh, and healing and how those two intertwine. Are there particular plants that you have noticed? So in regards to plants um, and your ancestry, is there a certain connection there that you see? Or not, and it may not be even with your own ancestry. It may be with others. Hmm. Mm. So my connection with plants and my ancestry or ancestry? Mm -hmm. I guess kind of like, a, like passed down in a sense. Mm. Or if you see a pattern of certain plants that you work with. Mm. Hmm. Well, my story begins when I was a kid um, in Western province, Kenya. I actually had malaria a lot. So without what actually President Trump has been calling as a cure for the current COVID-19, which is the chloroquine, that's actually what we used to take as kids. I used to take chloroquine for malaria. It's an anti-malarial. Um, but when that wasn't available, especially in the villages, um, we'd have to use plant medicines. So we would use, um, you know, various plants, eucalyptus included, mints, um, artemisias, so a lot of mint family um, and some Asteraceae family plants groups. And um, for me, that was like the first time that I, the plant spoke to me. Um, when I particularly had a, when there was an instance where I had a particular healing with the plants. And that's when I knew I'm aligned with plant medicine. I must, I must have been about nine, eight, nine, not more than 10. Oh, so you were young. Yes, very young. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> you know, it was a moment where I was very explorative. I was, I was always outside. I was an outdoor person. In fact, I was speaking to my mother the other day and she was saying, I know she lives in the U.S. and she's just like, I, I know you're happy where you are, right? <laughs> because of all the forests, as you can see behind, there's just woods, forest. And um, I'm always telling her, oh, I'm planting, you know, this and that. And remind me again how we're supposed to plant it, you know, like from home. And then she's like instructing me how to plant specific coupling, you know, like how to plant um, certain foods together. They help to grow each other that we do culturally. And um, she says, oh, again, you would not, I see why you have to leave. You are just a person. You've always loved the outdoors. You've always loved to be outside, <laughs> you know, play on the trees, climb trees, play in the soil, get dirty. I would spoil my shoes, my clothes, um, and just a little wild outdoor person. Yeah. It's like, and, oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's. It's um, it's like the ancestors calling me to go to the land and just be outside to find myself and to be um, be set into my aligned with my path of what I am doing now. I think that's what it was all about. So, 
it's all of the plants. It's really the land. It's really nature that um, is the ancestral. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that initial call. Let's talk more about that initial call. Um, I think as healers, it's very, it's unique, right? For all sorts of healers. Um, but I find a current trend in healers finding their call in pain. That makes sense. Like you had mentioned, um, you know, in your illness, you had found, you were called to plants and to search for healing in that regard. Um, so if somebody wanted to connect with their ancestry in regards to plants, what awareness tips would you give someone? Um, or where to start first, really? Hmm. Well, wow, it, that's a, um, that's, a, um, that's a question that requires uh each one to be willing to walk through the door of pain like you said and or fear and or whatever else that makes them feel hesitant and contract in their body healing is usually there the power of healing and the ancestors are usually there waiting for people to to get there and it could even also be forgiveness like let's say the current situation in the united states with um the occupancy of native american land um healing can take place by those who occupy whose ancestors initially occupied native native american people through forgiveness and that can create a lot of healing, but also meeting the ancestors and healing them. So as far as plants go, I, th I think it's hard for me to say any specific plants, but it's maybe easier for me to say to pay attention to the plants that may be calling. Sometimes, okay, I'll give an example. So like in our current quarantine epidemic of coronavirus, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I was looking outside my, in my garden and even in parts of my garden that I don't garden, I don't control. I just let things grow. Actually, most of my garden is like that. Um, but I kind of like manicure it a bit so it's not too intertwined. Um, I saw there's a pretty well-known uh, herbalist, elder herbalist. His name is Stephen Buhner. Um, he wrote Sacred Plant Medicines. Pretty good book. I, re I recommend that to a lot of my students to read. Um, but... I was looking at his Facebook inputs on the coronavirus and he had listed Biden's pilosa, which is a plant, I um, don't know what it's called. I think it's called black jack or something like that. Mm -hmm. but 
anyway, botanical name Biden's pelosa. It's an African herb and or found in the tropics. And I was like, oh my goodness, he just listed that plant. And I have Biden's pelosa growing like it's a weed, weed plant. And it just irritates me because it grows in my other plants that I grow and it just keeps coming back and coming back. <laughs> persistent. <laughs> it's persistent. Like, you haven't been this persistent in all the years I've lived here. So why are you so persistent now? And I've cut it. I've taken it out. I've uprooted it before. And this is the second time it's grown as a bush. So anyway, he lists it as, oh, by the way, Biden's pelosa could be very useful for the coronavirus. There's research on this, X, Y, Z, antiviral, blah, blah, blah. Now, I'm not, for your listeners, I don't want to um, put out there that I have the, the cure or the herb for coronavirus. I'm just, you know, just was going off of what Stephen Buhner wrote on his message on Facebook about um, Biden's Pelosa being good for the coronavirus. Anyway, long story short is it just took me back to center and like, see, you've been struggling to get rid of this plant. This plant keeps coming back and you have an abundance of it. And in fact, I wrote on the Facebook page, I said, oh, by the way, I have so much Biden's Pelosa. If anyone wants me to ship you some, I've got plenty. I can tincture it for you or just send you dried. <laughs> yeah, I like gladly could send it to you. Um, so, uh, you know, in the struggle of trying to get rid of it, here we are in this time, it could be very useful to help a lot of people. So is that an ancestral gift? Did the ancestors just kind of like, you know, put their hands through the veil and say, hey, I'm going to put this here. Because you know, you pay attention. Uh, That's the kind of thing I'm saying. There are certain plants that will always grow around you or you know, you go to the stores and you keep seeing this plant or you dream about this plant or, you know, it just keeps coming up or you're thinking about it or you're smelling it. It's not there, but you're really just like, you know, your olfactory system is just connected. That's, I think, an ancestral call to the plant. Mm. What you said is very profound. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, we try and look, you know, different angles uh, for different, messages essentially from our lineage when sometimes it can be right there even more so like you said abundantly in our face yeah we just may not be paying attention so listening to those subtle cues yeah and sometimes we're trying to pull them out mm. and they're like no and i have another plant that's that's a plethora of it and that's, uh, well, two others. And they're, they're all African plants. All the African plants in my yard that are just overgrown and like happy right now are anti-malarial, antiviral, African plants. So the Biden's Pelosa. And then there's also a Brithialansis, which is um, a leaf of life. And then I've just so much of that. And um, I have Artemisia, not vulgaris. I have the Artemisia annua. Mm -hmm. So that's the one that is used for, for malaria. And I have a lot of it in my yard, a lot of those ones. So I'm, I've been in reflection in this moment, like, 
you know, particularly on this topic of how, hmm, the ancestors. Yeah. Wow. So this, I, I see here this component of agriculture. It's very important with this connection um, to the ancestors. Um, you know, cult, not only cultivating, but taking care of the land and so on. Um, Absolutely. I'm trying to go off that tangent. Hold on, let me think of a question. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, and you brought up a point, I was going to touch upon um, the chakras of the body mm -hmm. and how different plants can tap into those. But like you said, even just, even the outer, you know, chakra system in a sense of Mother Earth, she mm -hmm. has her own system. And like you said, growing, you know, paying attention to different plants that are abundant at different times can help not only the health of the planet, but help us through different circumstances, which, you know, when you, when you said that, yeah, that, it made sense. Yeah. 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 And if we're using the ones that are in abundance, then we're also helping the planet, are we not? I mean, because then we're not threatening and forcing to misuse, overuse, abuse uh, plants that are struggling to hang in there, you know. That's why we should use the plants that, are, that show up in abundance as well. Interesting. So in regards to healing, so soil is a major component. Um, now, I know different cultures have different ways of, you know, tapping into, um, you know, their, their ceremonial rituals in regards to tapping into their different ancestors. Mm -hmm. um, I guess we could talk about that a little bit. I don't know. Do you teach this aspect in your, um, in your school? Um, to some extent, yeah, but I think that's a different school um, in a way. I mean, deeper. It's, uh, I've tried to integrate, um, and it's hard to separate, it's hard to separate healing arts from herbalism for me. I, I'm not one of the herbalists who can separate spirit easily. Um, never did. Even when I studied science back in school, I um, could always, for me, spirit was in science. So. I didn't understand it when people said there was no um, spirit in science. But um, I feel like um, it's very important to, to, to develop uh, healing arts and it's very, very important to develop a, um, a foundation in the healing arts. Um, Yeah. So with that said, no, I mean, there is, there are definitely aspects, especially in the first level of my school. Um, I have to take people on a healing journey. That's barna. Like that has to happen in the first phase of my school. 
-hmm. before you can become a healer or a herbalist, which is a healer. Um, to me, it's very important. It doesn't make sense to just give people tools without them healing themselves and knowing even a bit about healing themselves so they can heal others. Right. Um, and it's like you stated earlier that, you know, a lot of people have traumas and pains and they are led to herbalism or healing arts because of their traumas and pains through testimony or through gifts and, um, or both. And, um, and that, that I think a lot of good healers have gone through pain. If they truly understand how to heal their pain, they've gone through pain. And so they, they, there's a sense of compassion and a sense of deep understanding of that mystery of healing that um, they can bring to others. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a very important component. I feel like it would come up anyway, you know, even if you try to avoid, <laughs> you know, past traumas, uh, you know, from, yeah, for yourself. It'll come up eventually. You're yeah. right, Amanda. I've seen it happen. You're right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, I think humanity as a whole is coming to that consensus that mm -hmm. we separate, um, you know, spirit from science. They're essentially the same. Mm -hmm. Which I think, yeah, Mother Earth has been communicating that to us for a while. We've just been ignoring it. In the same sense that some people are ignoring their traumas. Yeah. yeah. But. And the, when they ignore their traumas, they're harming themselves and others even more. Because a trauma is like, um, there's a saying in, uh, well, it can be trans, at least I know in Nigeria, there's a saying where you can have, if you have a person, I think this is in Kenya too, it's in pro probably all of Africa, um, that if you have one person who is ill, everybody's ill. It means everybody in that community is ill. And so, you know, somebody who has trauma and is in the position of doing healing work, which they wouldn't be doing, um, is not doing healing work, is doing, is spreading disease to others. Mm. Trauma that's unaddressed, that's been unacknowledged trauma that's been and this is not to say that people who have had trauma or are um have experienced trauma should not be healers it's just that there needs to be a healthy relationship with understanding where what tra the trauma is and how to deal with it so that it doesn't be a contagious disease mm. yeah mm. yeah that makes sense with what you said earlier in regards to letting go and i think that's really the key to you know establishing a relationship with your ancestors it's not you know just them giving you hey here's here's this that you can use here's this that you can use it's more so 
giving you the space to heal so you can discover you know those different healing whatever you need at that moment at that time um and according to divine timing yes interesting the intimacy of plant medicine and ancestral medicine is is connected Mm -hmm. and how illness in the communities in the illness of spirit which is ancestral as which can be ancestral um i know most cultures around the world um honor and or traditionally indigenously honor their ancestors if not all cultures i think it's a it's human nature mm. no matter where you're from um and then when once we disconnect with that then we start to find ourselves lost because it's like you know branches without a trunk or without roots tree without roots and it, that even more than i'm from this country and i'm from that country it's most important having connection to your ancestors and i'll add that some of our ancestors are horrible beings like we all all of us all billions of us on this planet come from a mother and a father who comes from a mother and a father who comes from on and on and on and on and on and along the line of mother and father and mother and father and mother and father along that line there's got to be a murderer a rapist uh you know mad person there's got to be something you know somebody there who's off <laughs> mm. so and granted some people have more off people than others so we have to have a relationship with ourselves so we can connect with those sides of ourselves and sometimes these aspects do come out of our own selves you know and because their ancestors are in us so we have to heal that in ourselves that's why the trauma is important to heal mm-hmm. or the illnesses within us illnesses this is as inside of us should be healed Mm-hmm. I just got a visual in my mind, like a, um, like a pie, like different parts of a, like a circle cut in different pieces. Mm-hmm. And essentially these pieces represent different aspects of ourselves. but in dis-ease, they're all, you know, separated. Mm. Wow. Mm. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, Ola. You're welcome. For this wonderful conversation thank you for also inviting me to do this and i hope that it supports your work this was one of those conversations where it just really transpires time and is applicable at any time in any given space and <clears throat> we had this conversation back in march and it's still very transparent so at whichever time that you are listening to this conversation I hope that it resonates with you I hope you have something to take away from this um, and to really you know encourage yourself to open yourself to healing and asking for guidance you know that's important to asking for guidance from our ancestors in that regard 
So anyways, thanks again to Ola for this amazing opportunity and speaking with her. Um, as I mentioned, yes, you can reach all her information in the show notes. And that is going to wrap up season one. You guys, I realized last week I've been doing this for a year now, over a year, this podcast. And um, as much as I'd love to continue... Not to say that it's coming to an end, but I definitely need a pause. <laughs> there is a lot going on behind the scenes. And yeah, I think it's good to take a breather for a little bit. So um, I'll be back with season two. I haven't decided for a date yet. So um, yeah, I will disclose that later in the year. Um, But with that being said, the Patreon page is still going to be up and running. I know I've been talking about it a lot, but actually launched this week. So head on over there um, for more exclusive um, show, not only show notes, but recipes, um, practices, Medica Materia, all that good stuff will be over there on the Patreon page. Yeah. All right, so that concludes today's episode. Thank you so, so much for listening. And I will talk to you guys at a later date. Take care and bye for now.